All aboard! You just made a wrong turn. Heavens to Murgatroyd, even. Onto the Harland Highway. You've got... The cancers of the anus? By George, I think he's got it. Stop it! Stop it! You're busting my heart. It's Harlan Williams. <laughs> Yes, yes, there goes the bombs. It's me, Harlan Williams, here on the Highland Highway. Imagine if that was my intro every night. How quickly would you turn this show off? If that was the way I introduced myself. Harlan Williams. You're like Charles Nelson Riley's demonic stepchild. But either way, you're here. Great to have you. God, it's bloody good to have you here. Sitting here in front of the fireplace. Eh? With the whole family gathered round. Listening to the Holland Highway. With a cuppa in your hand and some marshmallows twirling around on an old pine stick. Roasting marshmallows and having a cup of tea and listening to the Ireland Highway, right? Yeah, right. Can you imagine if we still lived in a, <laughs> a day and an age when families huddled around? <laughs> Excuse me, I just swallowed a fly. Kind of good. There's another one. Um, imagine the, the, the families still huddled around their radios and listened to radio shows. Can you even believe that that's what people did at one point in time? Unreal. Um. So, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Some somebody's at my door here. Hang on. Let me get the door. Somebody obviously doesn't know I'm in the middle of a broadcast here let me get the door hello hello it's me senor fuentes well senor fuentes yes i'm senor fuentes your gardener man yeah i know you're my gardener i can you see i'm in the middle of something i just came to tell you man that i finished doing the work in your lawn okay great thank you very much and uh I, I guess I'll send you a check. Yeah, I just wanted to let you know I finished sodomizing your lawn. Uh, pardon me? I sodomized your lawn. What What do you mean you, you sodomized my lawn? I did like you told me I sodomized your lawn, senor. I'm senor Fuentes. I know who you are. What are you talking about? You sodomized my lawn? See, si, senor, you told me to put the sod down on your lawn, right? Yes, I asked you to lay some fresh sod. So I sodomized your lawn, senor. You did not sodomize my lawn. You you, you put fresh sod on my lawn. It's not sodomizing. Well, remember when I fertilized your lawn? Yes, I remember you fertilized my lawn. Yeah, you asked me to fertilize your lawn, so... If I put fertilizer down on your lawn, what am I doing to your lawn, senor? You're fertilizing my lawn. 
Okay, so if I put saw down on your lawn, what am I doing to your lawn, senor? You are sodomizing my... There, see, you said it. No, no, you tricked me into that. You're sodding my lawn. You say tomato, I say tomato. Okay, don't go that... You say potato, I say potato. Stop it. You say Fuentes, I say Fuentes. Okay. Can you... Thank you for sod... Thank you for putting fresh sod on my lawn, Senor Fuentes. You may go. I got down on my knees on your lawn, and I I slowly, with my hands, I spread it all around. and pushed it... Just pushed it down. Just on my hands and knees, I sodomized your lawn, senor. I know what you did. And I think maybe you have your words a little backwards. No, senor, I was there, and even some of the neighbors were watching me sodomize your lawn. It took me a couple of hours, senor. Okay. Thank you. And then I spilled my seed all over your lawn. Pardon me? I spilled my seed. What do you mean you spilled your... I don't want to know what you mean. I spilled my seed after I finished sodomizing. Stop it! Senor, I'm just telling you I have to give you a... I have to charge you for these services. I... Okay, okay, okay. Here is your receipt, senor. Wait a minute, what is this? One sodomizing of lawn and one spilling of the seed on the lawn? Get this away from me. You know, that's, a, that's incriminating. Senor, I just need to be paid for sodomizing, and then the bag ripped open, and I spilled my seed all over your lawn. You spilled grass seed all over my sodomizer, all over my lawn. See, si, senor, the neighbors were watching that, too. Some of them were yelling and screaming. I felt like a champion. <sighs> okay, out. I will send you the check, Senor Fuentes. Out. Senor Fuentes. Yes, we know who you are. Now, next time, do not come to my work. Just wait till I get home, okay? Si, senor. Okay, are we done? Si, senor. I just want to know if I can have the go-ahead to put the manure all over your lawn. Pardon me? Well, you said you wanted fresh manure on your lawn, right? Yes. Well, I haven't been to the bathroom in about two days. Get out of here! Can I grab some toilet paper before... Get out! All right, I'll just use some leaves off the tree. Get out of here, Fernandez. What the hell? Fuentes. Get out of here, Senor Fuentes. Unreal. Sodomizing my lawn. For the record, he put some sod down, and he ripped his bag of grass seed... And I asked him to put some manure on there for fertilizer. Clearly, we're getting our channels crossed here, okay? And the sod was nice and soft and moist. Stop it! Out of here. Let's, let's get out of here for a minute and cool off. We'll be back right here on the Harland Highway. And then I sprayed it with my hose all over the... Get out of here! Hey, it's Harlan Williams here on the Harland Highway. And it's late. 
the sun's gone down, the world's gone dark, and you're driving along down the Harland Highway, and you decide you're going to turn your high beams on. Yeah, you can see okay, but all of a sudden you flick that little switch, and it's like... It's like another like 20 yards opens up for you. And I always feel like it's that movie, The Hills Have Eyes, right? The minute you flick your high beams, you think you're going to see all this extra stuff that wasn't there before. I always feel like I'm going to see like zombies standing on the side of the road with their eyes glowing and green stuff dripping down their mouths. I didn't know they were there, but as soon as I hit the high beams, they were all standing there on the side of the road. people coming at you the other way with the high beams on. You come around a corner and you can see them from about 97 miles away. They're like a lighthouse at the edge of the ocean and you're thinking, oh, they're going to turn their high beams off. They'll probably get like a little bit closer and then they'll shut them off. Okay, they're not quite off yet, but I'll, I'll give them another like 20, 30 feet. And then they're still on and they're still on and then they get right up on You're getting laser eye surgery in the middle of the night as you're driving to Toledo. Then you have high beam wars, right? They're coming at you with their high beams. You're like, well, screw you, pal. You put yours on. It's a light war, man. Come to the dark side, Lexus. <laughs> oh, man. You just made a wrong turn onto the Harland Highway. Turn your high beams on, but turn them off when you're coming towards me. Keep it bright. Keep it light. Get home safe tonight. <laughs> and what's really frustrating to me is a lot of people don't ever use their high beams. Have you noticed? It drives me nuts, man. You'll be like... You know, driving home with a buddy or someone and uh, you're out somewhere. There's no more street lights. And it's dark. It's nighttime. <coughs> I always turn my high beams on. You know, what? what's it take? What's the energy? A flick of your finger? And like I said, you got 30 extra yards of light. You don't know what's going to come out at you at night, uh rolling rock or a garbage can or a dog running out in the road or a kid with a hockey helmet wobbling down the middle of the street with fudge all over his cheeks. Who knows? But people that don't put them on it, what's the matter with you? It's a function. It was designed for your vehicle to illuminate the road. Use it. I think people think because they're in the city, they don't need it. Oh, I'm in the city. I don't need high beams to go down that dark street there, it's the city. You're not even allowed to use the high beams, are you? I don't think so, eh? Yeah, you are. So use them. <coughs> high beam me, baby. High beam me. Um, all right, on to something else. Speaking of shining lights, bright shining lights. A lot of, lot of young kids have dreams. You know, we've all had dreams of stardom or being a rock and roll singer or a famous comedian. I don't know if I've ever had that dream. Um, or an actor or an actress. 
a politician, whatever. Some of you abandon your dreams. Some of you keep going with your dreams. Some of you get part way. Some of you make it and then realize you don't like it. But here's a little story, and I'm going to tell it to you and see if there's anyone in your life like this. And I like this story. It's it's kind of a, a cute little story <coughs> with a happy ending. Um, when I was a kid, when I was about, uh, I don't know, 24, <coughs> there was a period in my life where um, I liked to go dancing. I don't know why. I just had the rhythm in me. I loved dancing. I loved all that 80s music. I grew up in the 80s music. <coughs> and there was... um. Sorry, I keep coughing. I'm I'm totally like I think I just swallowed a cockroach or something. Um, but I grew up in the eighties and there was this one club that I would go to in Toronto, Toronto, Canada, where I grew up called the Copa. And it was kind of this big warehouse that they turned into like a, a dance club with a bar in it. And, you know, I'd never really been to a place like this in my life. You know, I, I I've never been that much of a Mr. Social, get out on the street and hit the club scene. So a friend had turned me on to this club, took me there. And in Canada, the way it worked back in the day was um, you could go to a club, you could drink until 1 o'clock, and then they turned on the lights and took the booze right out of your hands. But at this club, because it was so big and it was such a hot club, they turn on the lights at 1, take the drinks out of your hands, no booze around, and then at two, they'd turn the lights back off, and you could dance till like four in the morning. So I was a nut. I would, I had these little like Elvis Presley, Captain Kirk or greaser boots, you know, the kind with a little zipper up the side of your ankle. They just they zip up right over the top of your ankle, and they're black and shiny. I think the monkeys wore them way back when. But they had no traction. They were so great for dancing. You could just slide all around and move and just felt good, man, right? So I'd be busting a move at the Copa. And uh, this is where the story gets off of me and on to somebody else. Thank you, Mr. Egomaniac. There was this beautiful woman, girl, lady, she was young. She was like, you know, probably like in her early 20s, 22, 23. And she was very tall and she had long black, black hair and great big eyes and great big white teeth and dimples when she smiled and kind of not classic like supermodel beauty, but kind of very striking, like just solid, like very beautiful features and kind of stuck out of the crowd, right? And this 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 woman was the cigarette girl at the club. She'd have a little tutu on or a little mini skirt and she had she was well endowed and she'd walk around with a with a little tray at her waist and it was full of Snickers bars and candy cigarettes and real cigarettes and you know whatever, gum and cigars and just little treats. And she'd walk around, and she looked kind of lonely, even though she was talking to everyone. So, you know, every now and then, I'd just kind of chat with her. I'd stop and chat with her, and there, there was no, like, trying to pick each other up. There was no, wasn't really flirting. It was just like she was there, I was there, and we just talked. And, you know, she told me that she was, 
you know, a singer and she had a band and uh, she was trying to make it. And, and, and you know, I got to be honest. I was like, yeah, okay, you're selling cigarettes and you're going to be a rock star. Okay, sure, babe. There was a little bit of that. Not a lot. I, you know, I, I think anyone can make it. But when you see someone stand around selling, you know, Snickers bars at three in the morning from a tray, you're a little skeptical, right? But I never fully doubted the girl. And uh, I, I always thought she was really sweet and nice. So I always hoped that her dreams came true. So cut to, uh, you know, I don't know, six, seven years later. <coughs> I'm watching the uh, Rock Video Channel up in Toronto, Canada up there. It's, it's called Much Music. Real original title there, huh? Much Music. What do you want to call the video channel? Uh, much Music. Why? Because uh, there's much music on it. Okay, done. So I'm watching much music, and lo and behold, who walks out? This cool rock star, uh, this cool rock song starts playing, and you see the title, and the name of the band's called National Velvet, and the name of the song's called Flesh Under Skin. I don't know what it means. I don't know what flesh under skin means. I guess scientifically it's accurate. I guess you could say tissue and bone under skin if you wanted, but maybe flesh under skin is, is sexier. But anyways, heading this band, the lead singer, the, the front person of this band was my little cigarette girl. And I think her name's Maria. And I'm going to look it up for you here. But um, while I'm looking that up, I want you to listen to this song because I always thought it was a catchy little song and it became a big hit in Canada, but not a lot of bands get out of Canada. So she went unrecognized, you know, everywhere else but her home country. And so I'm not a DJ. I'm not here to play songs or anything, but I just thought, you know, because I had a little bit of history with this girl and I thought it was a kind of a cute story with a little happy ending. I want to play her song. Now, again, it's Canadian. It's obscure, so I could not find it on iTunes. And believe me, they do not sell obscure Canadian bands down here at the uh, DVD stores or whatever's left of the DVD stores. So this is kind of a cheap, bad, tinny recording of Flesh Under Skin. But I thought just for a kick, I'm going to play it. I thought it was catchy. I love little pop songs. And most of all, I was happy to see that my little cigarette girl stuck to her dreams and she became a little rock star up in Canada. Here it is, folks. National Velvet, Flesh Under Skin.
got flesh on the skin. I got a conflict of skin. I, I don't know the words. I, what do you think? Huh? Kind of a catchy little tune, right? I like it, man. The more you listen to it, the more it's one of those pop tunes that kind of grows on you. It's kind of cool, man. And, uh, you know, her name is Maria Del Mar. That, that's, that's the lead singer's name. And uh, if, if you want to see the video, if you want to see what she looks like, again, she's very kind of striking, kind of the, the camera loves her, charismatic, and kind of takes over the screen. Um, you can look on YouTube. Just type in flesh under skin. And if you still can't find it, National Velvet. But if you put in flesh under skin, it should be the first thing that pops up. And you can uh, watch Maria, Maria Del Mar, sing that song along with her band, National Velvet. Which brings me back to you. Are you a little cigarette girl or a little cigarette boy? Have you got some dreams? Are you working at a job in a nightclub, <coughs> or as a waiter, or at a car wash, right? And you got some hit songs in you, or some hit movies, or some hit TV shows. You got a dream. I hope you do. I hope uh, you're able to pursue your dream. I hope all the pieces are able to come together. It's not easy, okay, folks? I've been doing entertainment, you know, for free the first part of my life just to entertain people around me. And then professionally since I was about 23, 24. And man, this is not, I repeat, not an easy industry. Now, that being said, I feel like I kind of fumbled through it and, uh, you know, I was naive and thought it was easy. And I just kind of put my mind to things and I was like I can do that and I'd go after it and I'd do it and in my mind it was all just uh where there's a will there's a way and if you pursued something hard enough you'd get it so that's what I did but I realize now you know 25 years into the entertainment industry I go wow okay I had the willpower and the drive and I had the uh the approach and the plan of attack but that's not enough. Somehow I pulled it off to get to where I'm at, which is a place where I'm very happy to be at and grateful and enjoy. But holy God, I have I have looked out the back of the caboose and just seen the bodies lying everywhere. The boys and the girls and the men and the women with the dreams who might have had a better approach than me or Sh Sean Penn or... Who knows? Big stars, little stars. <coughs> but for some reason, you know, they didn't make it. And it is tough. A lot of elements have to come into play for your dreams to play. But don't give up. Don't put down your little cigarette tray yet. Keep plugging away, man. And let those dreams come to life. Because we want to see you dreaming and being successful and following your path to your destiny. And you might finally be able to get off the Harland Highway and go down your own road. 
But not till the end of the show. We still got a few minutes left. So don't be dreaming on my time, biatches. Hell! Okay, how many of you have been uh, snagged by a friend? You know what I'm talking about? Snagged? I think you do. Um, you know, you're, you're sitting around. It's like Friday or Saturday. And you're just chilling, man. You got a beer going or a big greasy can of ice cold Coke. You got yourself a pizza. You've been working hard all week. You're like, man, I am just sitting on my duff this weekend, player. And then all of a sudden your phone rings, right? It's one of your buddies. It's a good buddy or it's a cute girl that you know. And they're like, hey, what are you doing? Like, nothing. I'm just totally chilling. Oh, yeah? What are you doing, like, in an hour? Nothing, man. I am just... I mean, I got nothing going on. And they're like, oh, cool. Well, you want to help me move? Um, uh, um, uh, I meant when I have nothing going on, I meant I got something going on in about half an hour. I But I got this little window right now. Yeah, you know what they do. They snag you. What are you doing, man? Nothing. Oh, um. Can you come over and help me paint? Uh, paint what? Well, I just moved into my new place, man. I need you to help me move and help me paint. Because you just said you're not doing nothing. Yeah, well, I lied. What do you mean you lied? I'm a liar. And you know what? I never liked you. Um, our whole friendship is a lie. Um, everything you know about me is a lie. I don't want to help you paint. I don't want to help you move. The only thing that's not a lie is I am sitting here doing nothing all day. And that's the truth. Oh, okay, friend. Thanks. No, don't call me friend. That was a lie, remember? Oh, yeah. Don't try to snag me, player. Because I'm busy relaxing here on the Harland Highway. Yeah, and where they really get you is when you own a truck, right? If you own a pickup truck, you are a magnet for those friends that try to snag you. Oh, yeah, yeah. What are you doing this weekend? Nothing. Oh, great. You want to bring your truck over? Okay, what are we going to do? You're going to help me move. Um, yeah, right. It's uh, pretty brutal. But at least you, uh, you can always take time to sit and relax and enjoy yourself here on the Harland Highway. Hope you had a great time today, man. Um, I hope you enjoyed uh, Maria Del Mar's song, Flesh Under Skin. Kind of fun. And uh, if you want to give me any feedback on any portion of the show or on uh, Maria's song, let me know what you think of it. Maybe listen to it twice before you judge. Because sometimes when you first hear a song, you're like, wait, what? But then when you listen to it a second time, you're like, okay, cool. So let me know what you think, if you want. 323-215-1486 is the phone number. 323-215-1486. Or just email me at harlanwilliams.com, and maybe I'll throw your email into the show. And speaking of the show, we're done for today. Hope you had a great time. Watch out for zombies. Load your rifle and keep them out of the watermelon patch. Until next time, keep it real in the deal. 
We'll catch you soon on the Harland Highway. Until then, chicken chow mein, baby. I feel flesh on the skin. I feel a conflict of sin.